0: Hey, you just talked Game of Thrones and Godfather, maybe my number one (laughs) show and movie of all time, so well done, Jacob. What did you watch, Popstar? Yeah, (laughs) I did. (laughs) 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 Welcome to Pulp Fliction. This is the one where we review the crazy, weird WTF movie, that is uh, gaining a lot of buzz lately. It's called The Lobster. Jacob, let's check out that beautiful beam footage.
1: Have you ever been on your own before?
0: No,
2: never.
1: Your last relationship lasted how many years? Twelve. Sexual preference? Women. Any children? No. And the dog?
2: No. This is my brother. He was here a couple of years ago, but he didn't make it. <laughs> good morning 44 days left breakfast is served as you understand from your brother's experience if you fail to fall in love with someone during your stay here you'll turn into an animal would you like to dance wait if I join you it's no coincidence that the targets are shaped
3: like single people and not couples.
2: Did you catch rabbits? Catching a rabbit is difficult.
1: Thank you very much.
2: We have to be totally synchronized. Five, four, three, two. Have you thought of what animal you'd like
0: to be if you end up alone? Yes, a lobster. A lobster is an excellent choice. Thank you, sir. It's weird being in a new environment, isn't it? Yeah. It's kind of hard to get, like... To... Yeah, Jacob's trying to yeah. get... Us. We're doing the podcast from Rachel's house this week. And we're in a movie room, so the setting's kind of nice, but it's just kind of throwing us all off. Okay. So the lobster guys... Uh, I'm excited about talking about Comma. this movie because it was so freaking weird. Uh, let me tell you what the synopsis is: In a dystopian near future, single people, according to the laws of the city, are taken to the hotel where they are where they are obliged to find a romantic partner in 45 days, or are transformed into beasts and sent off into the woods.
1: Beasts are animals. Yeah, Beasts is beast is a weird That Maybe they makes were just trying to make it cooler than it really was. Yeah. yeah it kind of makes them sound more badass.
0: It wasn't
3: like it's Beast of the Southern Wild. It's like yeah. a rabbit. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so weird. <laughs> it's whatever you want it to be. You got to pick your beast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You did. So there's that.
0: It's uh, written and directed by, uh, I'm going to let Jacob try to try to say this.
3: Yorgos Lanthimos. That's pretty good. Thank you. Uh,
0: starring Colin Farrell, it's
3: Rachel Wise. First time Weiss. I've ever said that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Colin Farrell, Rachel Wise. Uh, and the hot chick from *Inglorious Bastards and uh, Blue is the Warmest Color and Spectre, uh, Leah Sido, Also, uh, Mr. Cellophane, John C. Riley is in this. <laughs> so, for such a strange, weird movie, it's got a really good cast, even though you don't even meet two of the uh, main cast members, the ladies, until halfway through the movie. But let's go around and uh, get our initial thoughts from everyone on the big WTF movie, The Lobster. Jacob? What were your just kind of overall impressions and feelings on The Lobster?
3: I've been kind of waiting for this movie to come out for a while. I just keep getting impressions. It was either continuously getting moved back from coming to the States or there were some delays in productions. And to be honest, I I purposely didn't read up on that. Um, So I don't know what value that brings. Um, to this conversation, but, <laughs> but I, I mean, I didn't because I, I was trying to really, I didn't want to get spoiled on the movie was my thing because I, you know, again, quit watching trailers. I didn't know Rachel Weisz was going to be in this. So that was a pleasant surprise when, you know, it kind of opens up and I was like, is that Rachel Vice is that Rachel Weiss's voice? Yeah. And so that's really cool cuz oh, I recognized her from the voice. immediately and I, wow. I haven't seen her in movies in, in a movie in quite a while. I don't feel like She often does, you know, indie films and and I and I generally like the work she does. So that was very cool. But overall uh you know, this was a movie that I knew was going to be a little bit off balance. I I did not know that it was the same director that did Dogtooth until after I saw the movie and um one of your
0: favorites
3: yeah dogtooth if you're not familiar <laughs> with it, is an independent film with this family is kind of uh i guess the parents kind of keep these three their three children from going outdoors and uh the critics loved it and we kind of talked about it before we started recording i was not a fan at all it just was boring a bit harsh uh, I didn't, if there was humor in there it didn't work for me and so in comparing that to the lobster i mean i, I laughed all throughout the movie i had a great audience too yeah. so my the audience was, was continuously uh, you know in and out it wasn't like everyone was you know, cackling laughing like they would at, say super bad at the obvious funny scenes mm-hmm. but there'd be one random person over here laughing at something that you know struck them because there are a lot of awkward moments there's a lot of extremely dry humor Mm-hmm. Um, you know, after I, I saw it, I immediately texted Brandon and I said, satire. <laughs> and so we had a little bit of conversation I'll, and I'll read this real quick. So definition of a satire is the use of humor, irony, exaggeration or ridicule to expose and criticize people's stupidity or vices, particularly in the context of contemporary politics and other topical issues. Sounds pretty close to what the lobster is to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've also heard it called an allegory. Um, yeah. It's certainly a yeah, statement sure. on uh, being single versus uh, being married, and all sorts of other things. But overall, I really enjoyed the movie. I had a lot of fun. It's one of my more favorite ones this year. I I'm a sucker for weird movies. Uh, I'm a sucker for original movies. I definitely. It was absolutely original. Without it a doubt. A I mean, I, I was. I had a. I had a really good time watching it. Yeah. Um, I'm very happy, actually, that we're reviewing this as opposed to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or the that comedy that came out with... What's his name Pop from Star. SNL? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Which,
0: Which was pretty good,
3: by the way.
1: Yeah, Popstar actually
3: was It's decent. getting decent reviews, yeah. but this is much more fun.
0: Yeah, this is much more fun, and I'm, I'm excited. And I didn't know, honestly, what you thought of it, so I was curious about your thoughts. And then Rachel, from what I can tell, is kind of undecided.
1: I still don't know my thoughts on it. I walked out and I was like, What? Did you laugh? And now I No, but my theater didn't laugh and I watched it by myself. I don't ever laugh in movies when I watch them by myself. Like hardly ever do I laugh when I watch stuff by myself. It makes a big difference and watching comedies with people it rather does. than by yourself. And I, went with to, uh, <laughs> I went to a late night Sunday showing so there was probably seven other people in there, which I thought was pretty good actually for a late Sunday showing. But nobody really laughed. Like there was a chuckle here and there, but the audience wasn't really laughing with it.
0: The thing with dark comedies and and satire and movies that are so weird, I don't think a lot of people get it. I don't think that a lot of the humor. I don't think people even thought it was supposed to be funny. Probably. I didn't like, know it was going to be a comedy. Like I don't. I, I think when a lot of things happen that were funny, your your audience, I'm assuming, just assumed it was supposed to be serious.
1: Probably. And I'm sure I missed the Which kind of, of the experience for you, because um, other
0: people aren't laughing, so you kind of maybe skew it in your mind as right, serious, too. Right?
1: I didn't find it to be like a super funny movie or anything like I that. I thought it was pretty darn funny. Um, I me mean, there too. were a couple <laughs> things where I was like, huh, that's funny. And that's about it. <laughs> um, I thought that I really liked... The premise is really interesting, and I really liked the first half of the movie, but as soon as they leave the hotel, things went downhill for me. And so, I would say I'd give the first half of the movie like an eight, and I'd give the second half of a movie about a six. So, I guess I I'd give it a seven. I was
3: fascinated with the first half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really um, interesting. I didn't dislike the second half, but it certainly took the theme that they were running with and flipped it on our heads. Right.
0: They did. They that That's exactly what they did, because they showed you the two point of views. The first half was basically an allegory of... Of couples and married life, and and what that means, and the importance of that, and then they flip it and show you from the standpoint is basically changing point of views right? The point of view changed to single people, um, and I think they were both interesting. But I agree with both of you. I think that the the hotel part was just more interesting, and it was more funny, and all those things. I, yeah, I like that they flipped entertaining. It. it was way more entertaining.
3: But I did sure. like Cause you, you had John C. Riley to deal with instead of oh I can't think of the actress's name who was just complete bitch. (laughs) Leah Sido or whatever. the Yeah.
1: I did think what it was saying about being single as opposed to being in a co I thought that was really interesting and that was probably the funniest part to me is just the overall thought behind that. I thought that was pretty funny. Right. Um, Yeah. Um so, I don't know. I, I think it's pretty good. I wouldn't recommend it to basically anybody I know because it's not a movie that anybody's going to get. I mean, if you're not a movie elitist, this movie is not for you. For
3: really? sure. See, I disagree. Oh, I,
0: oh, I'm with Rachel on this one. Oh. I think that a general audience would hate it. I think yeah. just like an average movie goer that's going in like, oh, Colin Farrell and, and John C. Riley and Rachel Wise, okay. And then they'll go and be like, what the hell is happening? What they are we looking at? Because they
3: want to be spoon-fed a story. They don't want to... I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I would... Um refer it to, like, say, young 20-year-olds, but I definitely would to single 30-year-olds. You know, anyone who would probably understand what it's like to be ridiculed or criticized because, oh, you're not married yet? Uh, you know, and, and little things like that. Like just how it what it was suggesting uh, as far as, you know, this is what's going to happen to you if you aren't married. You know, you're going to turn into an animal. Or, and then the extreme links that it went to in the movie I just thought it was uh, hilarious, and I, and I don't, I, I think a lot of people would get that, and and I think they would get it and find it humorous. I don't know. See, I saw it in
0: Dallas. It was at a. It was kind of a. Mm, there's a, a decent sized crowd in Dallas, and I could tell about half the audience was getting it, and I assumed that those were the movie elitists and and knew what they were coming into, and half the audience you could tell. Like, you can hear, like, audible WTFs throughout the audience when certain things happen. Like, I was really well, like, surprised nobody walked
1: out, honestly. Did anybody walk out of No, yours? but I
0: actually listened to nope. another podcast review of this, and the guy reviewing it said that two people walked out during Would the not dog be scene. Would surprised. Uh, because it was bothersome. We'll oh, get to well, that. that
1: was bothersome, but...
0: I, yeah, it was definitely bothersome. We'll get to that, but but my overall impression—I really liked it. I Actually, and it sat really well with me, so I liked it more the next day, and I like it more now than when I initially watched it. And I wa- I liked it a lot. I thought it was really funny, and I think you're right. Um, anyone in the 30s would absolutely appreciate it more, especially if you're single or if for a time we're single for sure. quite a while. Even
3: if you're married, I think someone in the 30s would understand. Yeah, Probably I don't think the, that well. a
0: college kid is going to get why. There's such a difference between what society thinks of you as,
3: right? They being might. single,
0: or as opposed to being married, and what that means. The whole movie is—it's—it's sh- it's all symbolic. It's all metaphors. It's all allegory of single life compared to being with someone, and mm-hmm. how society views those two things. Exactly. And I loved it. I thought I thought it was really funny, but they were obviously making a point, and they made the point. But I think they made it in a funny way, a creative way, a weird way. And everything that happened, I mean there were so many instances, uh for well, for instance, just off the top of my head, when the dude gets caught in the bear trap and they're all just standing it's in the woods, which is the single part of the movie, and they're all just standing there, not helping them. like, Well, you have to get out of yourself, you're in that you're, because it's like well, when it's you're single, single you just have to deal, yeah. deal with stuff yourself. Yeah. You don't have anybody yeah. to help you. Uh, you have to dig. Your, you literally had to dig, dig your, your own, own grave. grave. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it was a. It was funny too because I think it kind of showed the positives, and negatives of how society views each of the two segments. Mm-hmm. And also, it was interesting because they showed that there's no black and white. I don't know, like, or it showed it was all black and white: single or with someone. They didn't like the gray areas. Right. They even covered like when he was um, <laughs> pondering bisexuality. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He, he was like, "Is there a bisexual option?" Like, no. And, and it was like those, those
3: like kind of funny pause. Like, yeah. You think about yeah, I like how long he had to ground. think about it. Yeah. yeah. I, I and I then know. he has like a woman's heels <laughs> clicking by, and he goes, "Women." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was
0: so funny, especially when he'd only had one like sort of homosexual experience in the past, but he really wanted to think about it. And then even when they asked uh, shoe size, I mean. He said, yeah, uh, was... do you have a 44 and a half? He's like, no, you have to choose 44, 45. Like, there was no gray areas in this movie. They're like, it's all this or all that. Anything in between that is like cut. I thought it was a really smart movie.
2: Hello. I'm the hotel manager and this gentleman is my partner. We'd like to welcome you. You're one of the lucky ones. You have one of our superior rooms, which means you have a view. Did you read the leaflet? Yes, I did. Very good. Now, the fact that you'll turn into an animal if you fail to fall in love with someone during your stay here is not something that should upset you or get you down. Just think, as an animal, you'll have a second chance to find a companion. But even then, you must be careful. You need to choose a companion that is a similar type of animal to you. A wolf and a penguin could never live together. Nor could a camel and a hippopotamus. That would be absurd. Think about it. I understand this discussion is a little unpleasant for you, but it is my duty to prepare you psychologically for all possible outcomes. Now, have you thought of what animal you'd like to be if you end up alone? Yes, a lobster. Why a lobster? Because lobsters live for over 100 years, are blue-blooded like aristocrats, and stay fertile all their lives. I also like to see... Very much. I water ski and swim quite well since I was a teenager. I must congratulate you. The first thing most people think of is a dog, which is why the world is full of dogs. Very few people choose an unusual animal, which is why they are endangered. A lobster is an excellent choice.
3: What what did you think of Colin Farrell?
0: I thought he was really good. Uh, He was obviously purposely, uh, I don't want to say emotionless, uh, but he was... kind of a little emotionless but i thought that was another interesting part of the movie i don't know if you guys thought this too but it was it was a kind of a cynical look at love period because oh, yeah. nobody yeah. really was in love everybody that was a couple was lying to each other they were faking their emotions just so they wouldn't have to be single and turn into beasts and be
1: outcasts yep.
0: of society. They, they were all faking it. So nobody really had true emotions
3: of love. That's where I was saying it's kind of like it was commentary also on superficiality. Yeah. yeah, for sure. They
1: were all placed together for random things. Like, oh, we both have a limp. We both get yeah. bloody noses. This yes. is how you decide that you're in love and you should be a couple.
0: I love the bloody nose guy, the, the limp guy that yeah. faked the bloody nose to be oh with a girl because she had a bloody nose. When that first
3: happened, it was like, whoa. <laughs> Yeah, that
0: was awesome. Uh, but but the, i was surprised that you didn't think it was funny because to me there were so many different things. Like speaking of the guy with the limp, when the like the when he gets coupled up, oh, it was so funny too. Like some of the things they said. Like when they couple up, like okay, and if you guys having sort of issues, we'll give, we'll you, give you kids. kids. That, that usually that, that helps. I'll, that usually <laughs> helps. I mean, and I th- then I loved when they they ran into Colin Farrell on the beach. And that couple had, uh, the, the limping kid. guy had a kid, and he want to introduce <laughs> him, and he's like, the last thing I want right now is a hug from a little kid, and then and then kicks him in the shin. And that like, was the hardest I a, laughed in the you movie. You got a limp now, just like you dad. That's the part that I did actually like
1: laugh a little bit at. Oh, See, so no, I, I consider that stuff funny and smart and smart humor, but I wasn't like laughing out loud at that. I was like, hmm, that's... See, Rach,
3: I assume that you'll sit on this movie. To me, it just seems like you like it more and more and more because for the three of us in this room, you know, we're all, you know, single into our 30s. I mean, Brandon didn't even get engaged until he was 53. And (laughs) so (laughs) And so uh, you know, so we all recognize both the single part of it and you know, yeah, we've been in relationships, so we understand how that that part works too. But um, that's why I really thought that everyone in this room would identify with how they were being ridiculed or treated in that first, you know, half of the movie. Yeah. And and so maybe it's just one of those where you had to, I don't know, sit on it. No, I mean,
1: I got all that. I yeah. liked the, that was the funniest part to me was the overarching message of everything. Yeah. Like, but I just didn't laugh out loud at it. It wasn't an LOL movie to me. It's a smart movie. It's, yeah, It is smart. Right. The humor is really smart. It just wasn't like chuckle
3: worthy to me. That, but that also that may came have out been... wrong. I think I know that you understood it.
1: And that may be because but, my theater wasn't laughing, yeah. and I was by myself. Like, had I been with one of you and you were laughing at it, I'm sure I would have laughed along. Right. But it's just harder for me to laugh by myself.
0: <laughs> well, um, some of the other things that I thought were really funny. Okay, we need to talk about the heartless moment. Um, <laughs> sh- her whole thing was she was heartless. Period. She sociopathic. She, yeah, it's kind of sociopathic. And so at some point, because Colin Farrell is so worried that he's going to have to, we haven't discussed, it's called the lobster because he says that's what, you're given a choice. If you don't find someone in 45 days, you actually get to pick your animal. And he chose a lobster because they live for so long and he likes the beach and the ocean.
3: And they, and uh, they also can, um, reproduce or have their, their sexual organs will last for mul- yeah. most, much, much yeah. longer. <laughs> uh, I like this reasoning for just
0: a lobster. Um. <laughs> uh, but he's getting worried that he's not going to find someone in his forty-five days. Also, so. let's
1: state that his brother went through this same program, did not find love, decided to be a dog. So he brings his brother with him, and his brother is a dog. Which yes. was so that subtle was,
3: because when that first happened, when you're like, wait a second. So is, does that mean his dog, his the dog is a, his brother, right. like? You know, because I, I didn't know the concept of the movie. Well, you're still
1: trying to get your footing at that point because right. it's introduced right at the beginning of the movie. Yes, so. I,
3: I thought that was really awesome, though, you know, reflecting back after the movie was over, I was like, oh, my God, what a nice little, you know, s- you know, subtle p- bit of information.
0: Yeah. No, it was, uh, but he, so he fakes basically, he's worried that he's going to have to turn into a lobster, so he basically fakes, which is a big no-no, and um, to bond with the heartless woman because it's like Rachel said, it's all about matching at certain things, whether it be short-sightedness or having a nosebleed or walking with a limp. Like they pick, which is also funny. Again, it's a commentary on how people choose couples. Like, oh, he really, really loves movies. So we're going to hit it off. Like, yeah, nothing else is alike, But because he loves movies, we're perfect for each right. other. I mean, it's definitely a commentary on that type of thing. And so, uh, so basically he fakes being heartless so that this girl will like him. And so, so I thought it was so funny when the girl that was calling him and leaving messages and wanted to be with him, uh, she told him that she's going to jump out of the window. And so she jumps oh, out of the window. You see her just laying on the ground. She didn't die, though. So she's laying there in pain and agony. And so Colin Farrell's character sees this as an opportunity to bond with the heartless woman. And he goes up to her and like, ugh. I wish you'd saw screaming. It's so annoying. I wish you'd just die already. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, and that's then decides so- and, and that and then a, so that was
3: And that was a ruthless scene. And it was, but it was and so And people sad. were laughing. Oh,
0: because it yeah.
1: was funny. But then he decides that that's not heartless enough. And he's like, actually, I do. I want her to suffer. Yeah. <laughs> but,
0: like, quietly or something. <laughs> and it worked. The heartless woman like, becomes interested in him yeah. at that point. Yeah. Oh, and. She then-
3: even chokes on the olive, and he just, stare, just sits there and. You know, and is watching her while they're in the hot tub together. That and was her test. That was her test.
0: If, if he would have helped her, she wouldn't have been interested. But because right. he just sat there and let her die. Because you, as an audience member, are watching her choking, you're like, why aren't you helping? <laughs> and then you realize, oh, there was a test. I assume
3: that's what it was. I mean,
1: I will say, so I think that. it's funny. I've seen this bit in a few different shows and stuff like that. But I always think it's funny. The. What will you do as a single pe- person if you choke on something and die? There's no one there to save your life. And I always find that really morbidly funny, that joke.
3: And yeah, they use that- which actually, that's actually a really good point because, you know, there's a, like a couple scenes in the movie where they would have like basically these plays or skits. Where what you just said there—that was one of them. The other was like you know a woman running in the park by herself, as opposed (laughs) to a woman being escorted. (laughs) I mean, and it was so dry. She gets raped, and she's like, if you're single and walking around, you'll get raped. But if you're in a couple, then you're totally safe. See, and you notice all the parts that we're talking and laughing about are mostly the parts that happen in the first half of the movie. Yeah, you know, because it just gets much more harsh once we get introduced into the, the loner element, yeah. you know, and actually when you put it like that, yeah, being, a, being by yourself is lonely. And so maybe it can be more harsh. I don't know. But maybe that was
0: I- purposeful. Maybe the first mm-hmm. half when you're dealing with couples and you know what you're supposed to, <laughs> you know, what society says you should be it was somebody who's kind of more entertaining and it was a little bit more dreary and, and downtrodden once they got to the woods and everybody was a loner. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's actually what the column was a loner. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: the, part, the fact that they all had, they had like dance time, but they all had to dance by themselves. Yeah, it was like, all electronic
0: music. It was all electronic music. Everybody had their headphones on and everybody yeah. was just
1: standing around dancing by themselves.
0: I love to, um, I, I love so many things about the movie. And like you guys said, the, the, that part was, you know, and then it, it, it kind of gets into this kind of romance story between Colin Farrell and Rachel Wise. It's supposed to be Forbidden. Because once you're single and you're a loner, that's what you're. That's you're single and loner, and so the people in the woods, um, they they get punished if they flirt or kiss or any of those types of things. As a matter of fact,
3: uh, I never understood why they cut off the person's lips as opposed to Rachel Vice getting her eyes lasered out or whatever you call it, losing her eyesight.
0: Well, they they. Punished her that way because they knew that his bond with her was short sightedness, and that's what his whole thing was. So they were. Know,
3: they, so the other ones who got their lips cut off that was because they had a bond. They kissed. That's
0: because yeah, that they kissed. They, I think it was the punishment for kissing. That's what I
3: figured was going to happen to them. And I was like, oh no. Yeah, cause they I hadn't was
1: hoping actually
0: caught them kissing yet or doing. Any... Yeah,
1: well, I was hoping they weren't going to go with the other option.
0: Oh my gosh!
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh,
0: there. That's that's the other thing we haven't talked about. How brutal was. Going back to the heartless woman and uh, the dog,
3: and the woman jumping out the window.
0: Yeah, the, the you woman. Know? that was brutal. But uh, the, the heartless dog was woman, the dog was the worst. She wakes up calling Farrell and says that I killed your brother.
1: Just very matter of factly, yeah. like yeah. I killed your brother, and just standing there. Yeah,
0: and he, and he like acts like that's okay, that's cool. Uh, I kicked him to death. Okay, that's cool and then you see him go to the bathroom. oh
3: no it just that quick that quick camera shot to her leg, her leg and there's blood is- on it oh, cuz you he- as an
0: audio- audience member don't know if she's telling the truth. Well and she right. also
1: said like he made a sound like this and then made a sound oh, like yeah. a dog dying
0: Yeah and then they show that shot of the leg and there's blood all over it and then he goes to the bathroom and his, do- his brother slash dog was laying there bloody yep. and you see that he, he reacts. They didn't, they didn't hold
3: back on showing it.
1: No, it yeah. was brutal. I looked away from that. Uh,
0: so he was crying, and she comes in, and she's like, see, I knew it. I knew that you were faking, basically saying you actually have a heart, and so she wants to turn him in. And that leads to an interesting thing. He, he takes her to the transformation room, and he said that he's going to turn her into the thing that the animal that nobody wants to be, which they never explained that. It's yeah. kind of left your imagination. Mm-hmm. Did you guys have any guesses what the animal that nobody would want to be was?
3: I thought it was a dog.
0: No. I, well, that's the animal that everyone wants, to be, be wants to be. They said everybody wants to be a dog. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I just thought that was kind of kinda of mystery. Were you
3: hoping at any point that you would see the actual transformation? Yes. Yep. I was I all I could think about was like movies like The Fly. Yes. You know, it was gonna be like a gruesome or I didn't see Tusk, but I've seen images of it. Oh, that's that it was gonna be yeah, something gruesome that like yeah. that. I mean disgusting. like disgusting. You know, in Dogtooth, you know, there was a pretty bloody scene when she knocks her tooth out, right? Yeah. And, you know, they didn't hold back on a couple scenes here where, you know, blood was involved. Right. And so I was just fully expecting to see some, like, outrageous metamorphosis into a lobster. Yeah. And the, and then, so I don't know if I was disappointed been, on that, but. I would have liked to have seen it. They described was a what it
0: was like. Like, at one point, one of the characters, I can't remember if it's John C. Riley or the limping man. Uh... Described what happens like basically, they peel off your skin, they yes, leave your eyeballs, and then they something I can't remember, exactly collect that. your blood,
3: donate it. Yes, yeah. and I mean, it just sounded gruesome. So it's like, wow, are we gonna see this? It would have been kind of cool. And honestly. I thought for a second, it may have been you know, the girl with the blonde hair who had the great blonde hair. And then, of course, they handled that, even though they didn't show it, they handled that so nicely by they showing did. this. Pony in the street with his great blonde hair. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, it another was, just funny touch. But, yeah. I, you know, I think ultimately I was a little disappointed that I didn't see it. But at the same time, I'm not sure I wanted to see it, too. Yeah. Because I don't handle that very well. But
0: Speaking of brutal yeah. scenes slash mysteries, the opening of the movie is is, is like harsh. Yep. It opens with a woman driving through the rain. She looks like up. Glenn Close. I That's exactly what I said to Misty. I was like, that looks like she said the same thing. Okay. It, she looked just like her, like a doppelganger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she gets out of the car, and there's like the three donkeys? Were they donkeys? I, I, I think they're... And she yes. shoots one like three times, and it dies. And so, I mean, then you watch the movie. And then and she gets back in the car.
3: She drives away. But the weirdest thing about that, too, is that another donkey just walks they walk over, over to it. Yeah. To and it was just so subtle, like how they pull that off. Yeah. Directorial wise. Yeah. And, but they never came back to it. No. What are we supposed to make of that? I you think know, I it was watch the interesting movie. intro.
0: Yeah. it get your attention right away. And I think it kind of shows, you know, obviously this was her ex lover, husband, whatever <laughs> screwed her over in, in the real life. And so she was exacting her revenge. I think once he turned into an animals, how I, yeah, took yeah, that's how I took it as uh, well. Retroactively.
3: Well, kind of going along with you know shooting the animal, we haven't even talked about like kind of the tranquilizer hunts. You know, first yeah, first yeah. off, like I don't know how much you all know of a sucker I am for slow motion, and this movie had uh, like three or four slow motion scenes they're in good it, scenes, too. and every time I feel like they're the most beautiful shots because it gives you an opportunity to see what's going on behind the actor, right? You know, I mean, even to look at the, how the the shot set up or the movement of people's faces if they're running and you know, cause I, I believe it happens when they're shopping in the mall. I know it happens when they're hunting. Yeah. And I think it may even happen when they're dancing um, towards the beginning of the movie. I think it happens when they're dancing, but I know for, the, for sure the mall and the hunting, but I thought that shot when they were running downhill with the tranquilizer guns was, that was a really it, it good said shot. so much because here they are, they're just being handed these tranquilizer guns, go kill these loners and just the fact that everyone was so emotionless about what they were doing. In fact, you know, we have no clue if this was set in the future, if it was set in present day. They never, they never give us a date at all. So yeah, it's they like, how come us. the
0: description says it's in the near future, but the movie itself never tells us? Right, that. near
3: future could be tomorrow, for all we know. Right. right? Yeah. I mean, it never. And at any point, you know, you went into the city. I mean, yeah, there may have been kind of, oh, you know, futuristic style buildings, but that's not because it was tweaked by any CGI or anything like that. They just happened to catch angles that were interesting. Point being is, you know, it just, this is society where it seems like everyone, this is just how the world is. And it's not like a special place where you go and this happens to you. It's like this everywhere. In fact, when they, when they would go into the city, you know, and they had to have their credentials on them, it kind of just goes back to what the statements they were making about being single in society. Hey, you don't want to get caught or you're going to get sent back to the ranch where you know whatever and um but to the tranquilizer stuff i just thought it was so interesting how when they captured it in slow motion everyone was just gung-ho or just i guess they ex- i don't know it's like they expected it i don't it was just handled so well it was yeah. so well i mean and that also goes to say i thought the movie was shot so well it was I mean, it was directed sure. great I mean, it's almost like, is this the same guy that did Dogtooth? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know. Dogtooth, Dogtooth spent so much time inside a house, you know, you're really kind of confined in there. And yeah. I'm sure that's purposeful for that right. movie. Yeah. That, that's definitely a driving theme in that movie. So this one, you get to see the outdoors of, I'm assuming, Scotland or Ireland. Mm-hmm. You know, it was beautiful. And plus, it was very muted, too. It was, which was. really set with that tone of the, of the film, you know, very gray, uh, harsh, you know, kind of colors. Or, or bland even because a lot of these characters were kind of bland. They were. So, so much of it set up nicely as far as art direction, uh, filming, and this goes and that just is so crucial to the story too. And, you know, and really so much props to Colin Farrell because I thought he was great in the movie. I, I loved I, Colin Farrell. I I've didn't really get a chance to come back Colin and Farrell say it. I thought he was spot on. You know, he's just, I'll tell you what, there were times I thought he was like a poor man's Brad Pitt You know, as far as looks and things like that, you know, Brad Pitt had a great run in the 90s, but I would say since 2000, I think I like more of Colin Farrell's movies than I do Brad Pitt's. Yeah,
0: I would agree with that. You know, I can think
3: of three anyway that I think are better than Brad Pitt's top three. Yeah. You know,
0: Uh, I'm actually a Colin Farrell fan. He was in
3: my top 10 for a while. He definitely has some stinkers in there too, but that's really going further back towards like around 2005 and 2000. But as far as In Bruce, Seven Psychopaths, and now. The Lobster. Yeah. I, I mean, these are three really good movies. For yeah. sure, he's now, crazy. He had a good director part. has something to do with that too, but he's yeah. great in all of them. Yeah, yeah.
0: He, he played a really good part in Crazy Heart as well. Jeff Bridges. I forgot about Crazy Heart. He uh, was good in that. He he really and it was a complete different kind of character for him as well. And as badly as True Detective season two sucked, <laughs> he, he was, was the, the one best part. highlight of yep. True Detective season two. Completely
3: agree. He yeah. was he was the best actor in that story for sure. Because um, <laughs> it sure wouldn't Vince Vaughn. No. Man, the guy no. should never Vince play Vaughn's dramatic wife. characters ever again. Oh, terrible. Which we should have learned from like Clay Pigeons, but whatever. Yeah, <laughs> or Psycho. Or <laughs> Psycho. <laughs> hey, I've um, seen that movie. Yeah, both of them. <laughs> hey, I've uh, also seen the original. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I guess the only other things to talk about, we have to talk about the ending. Very ambiguous. And I'm really curious, just to, to catch everybody up. So Colin Farrell and Rachel Weisz hit it off. They kind of have a forbidden romance. The single people don't like it. And so uh, Leah Sedot's character basically blinds her because they bonded over short-sightedness. And so they know that if they take that away, it will ruin their bond, or at least they hope so. But Colin Farrell and her seem to kind of work it out, even though you as the audience, like, they play some games together, and but, but you're not quite sure if they had the same, especially him. The yes. name, so the, name the name of the game
3: ever. is called Touch, Think, Guess, Win, Can't Kiss. Yeah, <laughs> I wrote that down. <laughs> it, was, it
0: was a great fun game, and you're thinking, well, maybe they're gonna work it out, uh, but you can't tell whether you know because the movie's so cynical about love. Is he still is he faking it now? Does he still have the same affection for? Her? Also, I think there's a commentary there too. The side note the single people blinding her because she's found love, I think might've been a commentary on like how catty single can people can be like, yeah. Oh, Oh, Rachel found somebody, but we're still single. That's I hate. Oh, talking that's, trash about, and them. about her boyfriend and trying to kind of ruin it. Especially like how catty some women can be mm-hmm. guys can do the same thing. Uh, so I took it that way. I don't know if that's how you guys
3: took it. Yeah. I think, I think I subconsciously did. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, so anyways, so they take away the short-sightedness bond. at the very end they run off. they actually are able to escape and then you see them in a diner and he's he's getting one last look at her smile. he's getting one last look at her her hands and her elbows so he can remember remember them and you're like, oh crap, he gets out a knife. <laughs> and he goes to the bathroom, like, oh my gosh, he's going to try to blind himself so they can still be bonded. Oh, uh, which so I was nervous about that too. I'm really so glad, so glad they, they have, didn't show any. So close. Oh. And yeah, showing him in the bathroom with that knife up to his eye was excruciating. They'd already showed us things like John C. Riley's hand in a toaster for masturbating, which was a brutal scene. Hey. <laughs> and that was already brutal enough, which was hilarious it was and awesome. Funny. Um, John C.
3: Riley was great we didn't even talk about him yet I hate to break that what we're talking about but his lisp was great his his lisp was fantastic
0: (laughs) Um, but I had to ask you guys do you think he blinded himself or no because the last scene we see is Rachel Y sitting at the diner table waiting for him to come back and they show us that shot for a good 15-20 seconds just on her waiting did he blind himself or no what do y'all think?
3: no because the entire movie all he talked about was there being short, short-sighted.
1: What do you think, Rachel? I think he did because of the pause and the blackness before they went back to the title card. Oh, there was a good, decent five to seven seconds of just black, and then it brings up the lobster at the so end. So, why do
0: you think that that, uh, like that, like represents we, him being blind? Yes, lobster. It shows the title. The card. The title card oh, at the end of it. Okay. the All movie. Right.
1: I mean, it it goes to black. It waits about five to seven seconds, and then it pops up the lobster, See, and the I don't think
0: it. he did either. I'm with Jacob. That's a good argument. That's
3: actually a really good observation.
0: It is a good observation. It was like
1: an awkward amount of time. That's why it stood out to me that it was black for that long before it went to the title card or the credits. But that's why
3: I'm with Brandon, because it's like she's waiting, and she's waiting, and she's yeah. waiting for him to never return.
0: Yeah, that's, that's how I took it, and they, also because the movie's whole tone was so cynical of love. Yeah. And somebody, everybody was selfish. Even when they blinded her, yes. the first response was, why couldn't you have blinded him? Yeah, Everybody was so <laughs> selfish in this movie was yeah. only looking out for themselves. I think that he desperately wanted to be with someone. What would you rate when her? It,
3: 14 out of 15. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but when it came down to it, I don't think that he could do it. I don't think that he did do it. And another thing I was thinking, the movie is called The Lobster. So, to me...
1: He would have to become the he lobster. He becomes the lobster. But and it,
0: also, and I didn't know this, so I'm not going to take credit for it, but to piggyback what you said about that, I saw on some forums and some message boards, people were talking about the fact that the title card actually comes back up and says the lobster may be a clue that he turns out. That's I don't true. know how much I believe that. I can but that. But here's something I do think that I didn't know because I'd left by this time. Apparently, after the first song ends of the credits, then... The song ends, and then all you hear in the background is beach sounds.
1: Oh, well, then he probably turned it into a And I didn't know that. I didn't (laughs) (laughs) either. That That pretty much, to me, that clears it up. He didn't do it then. Yeah. But
0: But then there was a a reverse side of that, because he said that, when he is with somebody, he wants to go to some islands or something. So some people were thinking, no, he ran out with Rachel wise to the islands. So it's still ambiguous. But then
3: there's a reverse part of that because at the end of all the title sequence, it shows them walking down the beach together. <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: um, and they both have their ha- side. Yeah. how would he turn into the lobster? Did, did he go back to this facility and let them turn him into a lobster then? I mean, like he wouldn't unless he went back and then they right. turned him well, into one. Well, n-
0: you're right, but if he's not with someone, so if he's not with Rachel Wise, if he doesn't go back to her, then I think the idea is he would eventually get caught. Like when he was at the mall. Because he, he got didn't have caught. his papers. He didn't have his papers, okay. and
3: so. Fair enough. How much did you all like the buildup of the love relationship? I thought it was awesome.
0: I liked it too. I think that they take their time. I really, really liked the scene when they went to Leah Sido's parents. Yes, wait, the first one. The I, I liked the second one when they were, Well, the first one was great too. The first one was really good because they were because they good. were
3: giddy you could tell yeah. that they weren't sure but yes. I, I, honestly it was Rachel Weiss's is it Weiss or cuz I keep saying both I
0: say Wise I way. say Weiss. okay
3: anyway so he kind of starting to say oh she's my wife and she's kind of blushing and kind of looking up at the at the at the ceiling that was you know done really well. but I thought it was, it was really kind of a yes nice subtle and then obviously when they go back and that they're was just so funny mugging down just on the on couch
0: make, because they feel like they can get by with it because they're supposed to be acting like a couple and so if they were ever going to get it on, it would be in this moment. Yeah. So there's all these people in this living room and the music, is including
3: Lado uh, L- L- or whatever. Yeah. That. Reggie Lado. Yeah. Uh, what's her name?
0: Uh, <laughs> Leah Sado. <Siddow. laughs> Leah
3: Sado. And uh, it, to me, it's like, okay, how dumb are you? But and that's just told me that something bad was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, other than that, though, I really did enjoy that, but which made the ending somewhat even more harsh. I mean, Honestly, and look, I don't mind ambiguous movies and, or ambiguous endings, um, but they do make it really hard sometimes to love the movies, because I except, loved the movie up until kind of we hit the her blinding, and then it was just like, crap.
0: Yeah, it, and it would have been nice after it was so cynical for so long if they could have given us, in this whole world, if they could have given us one, like the possibility of love, like there's hope yeah. out there. The, but but that, like, that's a part
3: where I, I can be very literal, or like I like my story's ABC ending, you know. Or I didn't
1: have a problem with the ambiguous ending on this because it wasn't laziness. I mean, like it, yeah, sometimes the oh, like yeah, ambiguous
0: no. endings are just like the writers wrote themselves, right? And like, I don't know how to end it, just cut it to black, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, There are a we'll lot of movies we're really like smart that, and you just have to think about it. Yep. Yeah, we're gonna leave it up to the audience, and I think that's a cheap. I honestly, between us. And the 40,000 people listening to our podcast, <laughs> uh, I actually think that uh, like David Lynch is guilty of that sometimes. I think that he just throws some shit on a wall and like, oh, this seems artsy and smart and creative. I don't really know And if know you don't it get means, it, it's but, on yeah, you. Yeah, if you don't get it, you're just not smart enough. So then
3: the question is, does the spindle top fall over?
0: Oh, I think it falls over. <laughs> <Me> Inception. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> was, I yeah, I think it falls over. Yeah, no one's a little guilty of that, but not as badly. <laughs> so overall, I think we all liked it. Yeah, yeah do you definitely. like it? Would you give it a? What would you end up giving it a thumbs up or a
1: thumbs down? Oh, I'd give it a thumbs up, <laughs> but I think that you two definitely enjoyed it more than yeah, I. Yeah,
0: I liked it quite a bit.
3: Uh,
0: but, but I, I still like thought it, it was a good now movie. I talking about it,
3: what kind of animal would you all be?
0: I thought about that, and I was really trying to think of and. I was actually trying to think of okay, if I'm going to have sex with an animal, what kind of animal would I want to sex with, and then I went to would. weird places
1: of course in my mind. You That's would. weird. Man. That is weird. I probably shouldn't admit that. I, I thought that. it was so
3: funny how <laughs> there were no exotic animals except for like a peacock and a flamingo. Yeah,
0: I, I did love like
3: that how they were hanging out in the hillside. And you'd see a camel walking yeah, up that side. Yeah, I love that kind of – the, the touches know. like that were great. Because <laughs> yeah. you know it's a human being. Yeah. But, like, you never saw something like a lion or a – Yeah. You
0: know, see, and I th- I was thinking about it. I think I would probably be a lion or, like, a fox.
3: Yeah. I've, tiger all the way, man. Tigers are cool. Yeah,
0: tigers are, I thought about a tiger, too. Tigers are badass. What going I do
3: as a tiger? Be I, badass.
1: No, no, I'm going with a dog or cat. It's cliche, but whatever. I can just hang out with humans, sleep that's all the day. Thing. I, food. About I, loved, I loved what too. they
3: commented on dogs. It's yeah. like everyone wants to be a dog. Yeah,
0: because yeah. well, yeah, you You get taken care of. The only downfall <laughs> of dogs is their short lives, but you're what they I get remember? taken care of. You don't have to hunt yeah, on your bird? own or anything. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah, a what good, good movie. I, yeah, I loved
3: it. I thought it was so unique.
0: Yeah, I loved it too. All right, so that is The Lobster. Be sure to tell us in the comment section what you think of The Lobster if you've seen it. It is now time to find out what we've been watching lately. Jacob, what have you watched lately?
3: Um, it's been a pretty slow week for me. I only watched 10 movies. Uh, 10? No, no, It uh, no, no, no. I was like,
1: I, I really buy that no. from you. Uh,
3: <laughs> Game of Thrones, I'll tell you, I don't understand why they won't just release the entire series so I can just watch it all the way through. So yeah. that being said, I just completely restarted the first season for the third time. Nice. And I'm still catching more and more stuff the third time through. Yeah. What a great show. One I, I mean, it's 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 my number one. It's, uh, it's the best. So good.
0: I I I actually asked Rachel like, is it weird that I'm actually considering Game of Thrones might top The Sopranos for me as my number one of all time? <laughs> it's locked into my two spot right now, and it, I I never thought that a show could surpass The Sopranos for me, and I'm considering it with Game of Thrones. It, it's
3: amazing. Other than that and I don't want to talk too much about it because I think we'll eventually review these movies, but I watched Godfather one and two. Nice. Um, you all it, actually last week was when I was watching the second one, mm-hmm. which I watched before I watched the first one. And we had the conversation, you know, which one do you like more? And I, and I said, I like the first one more. And it was a very brief conversation. so sure We didn't really go into a lot of detail on it, but it was like, why do you think that is? And I thinking on it throughout the week, I think there were just a lot more electrifying characters in it between James Caan. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. I think that there's a lot more time spent on multiple characters, Mm -hmm. whereas in the second one, it's more about the slow burn of of Michael Corleone and kind of what he's dealing with with his brother. Yes. And then you only also have... Robert De Niro, or the, the the young
0: Vito Corleone, young Vito
3: Corleone story, yeah. and that's kind of it. But when you get so many different characters in the first movie, plus I feel like there's a lot more shooting, a lot more action going on. There's definitely nice. more
0: action in in part one, right? For and, sure,
3: and a lot more really sadness to a certain extent. Yeah, it's sad that he's got to you know find off his brother in the second one, right? But there's a there just seems like there's a lot more death and a lot more betrayal and and uh, but. Watching the second one, because I think this is probably the third time I've watched the second one all the way mm-hmm. through. I've probably seen the ending, you know, ten times. Right. But it I forget about all the dialogue that's passed between him and who's the Miami character?
0: Oh, uh, Hyman Roth.
3: Yes, Hyman Roth. I forget yeah. about a lot of that storyline. And it right. is cool to watch. and Yeah. And kind of fun how they kind of play this game, yes. this mind game back and forth. Yeah. Like, there's just some really... Such great strength of the second movie. There probably is. Probably better than the first. Right. Because it just spends that time with those slow burns. But, yes. Uh, anyway, I don't want to talk too much more about it because I think it'd be fun to review probably both of those movies Oh, I'd point. love it. Yeah,
0: I'd, I'd be all about it. But, I've had a boner this entire time you've been talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: but that's it for me this week.
0: Nice. Nice. Hey, you just talked Game of Thrones and Godfather. Maybe my number one <laughs> show and movie of all time. So yeah. well done, Jacob. What did you watch? Popstar? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Heck yeah, I did. I always
1: like to bring Natural it back always down comes after, through. <laughs> after Jacob watches all the, oh, I watched this classic film. That yep. I watched Popstar. Star. it was pretty good.
0: <laughs> it was actually. It was no Godfather. It, yeah, no, it was, it
1: was pretty good. I mean,
0: it was, it was funny.
1: It was funny. Um, it's not quite as funny as I wanted it to be from the I'd reviews. Agree. But I got... I got some solid laughs out of it.
0: Does
3: the trailer spoil a lot of the movie? Yes.
1: Kay. Yes, it does. I've actually
3: been blinding my eye every time Good. the trailer You'll comes out. Good. you laugh
1: up. at a lot of the jokes. The best jokes are in the trailer. Okay.
0: You actually said that after you watch it.
1: Yeah, that was I was something pretty that upset she that I had said already that... seen all of yeah. the jokes. Like, the biggest jokes are in the trailer.
0: There are a Sorry. ton cool. of cameos, though. Really? Which is pretty cool. Like, yeah. like, throughout the movie, there's big cameo after big cameo. What's,
3: what's the premise of it? I mean, I have an idea because of the title, but...
0: It's basically a straight up spoof of like Justin Bieber's Never Say Never. Never say like, never. Documentary. It's kind of yeah, it's oh, like a mockumentary. Oh, you mean I've never seen. Yeah, it's yeah, me neither. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's like a mockumentary. It is. It's a mockumentary. It's basically take take like waiting for Guffman or Best in Show but put it in yeah. the music business. And that's basically what it is.
3: Okay. It's so funny are, though, are they like, blatantly making fun of Bieber in it?
0: Not really uh, Does he get famous jabs. off of YouTube?
3: So what? Does he get famous off of YouTube? Yes Yes he does He does okay.
0: and, and it shows him like as and a baby drummer. Justin drumming. Bieber
1: is one of the cameos He is so. so
0: he obviously had fun with it And and there's some songs There's some basically like Lonely Isle, <laughs> Island type songs
1: <laughs> Some of them are <laughs> really it. good
0: Yeah I was I would say, much like The Lobster, the first half of the movie was way funnier and better than the second half. I agree. Half.
1: They did that thing what they do in comedy is where they like take it too seriously for no reason yes. whatsoever to it's try like to put try- a dramatic spin.
0: Yes. Just um, keep being a comedy. Yeah.
3: The whole are, way through. Are you all fans of uh, Sandberg?
0: I think he's funny. I like Lonely Island.
1: I think he's a likable dude. Like I mean, I, he can
0: only play Andy Sandberg, yeah, but he's likable and, and pretty funny for his niche.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: And it's almost I mean it's a mockumentary, but these three guys the lonely island guys did grow up uh, together made became famous cuz make music together and then Andy Samberg became bigger than the other two and that's, kinda, and that's kind of this movie kind of goes along those lines so it's I, worth watching There are a lot
3: of cameos in this movie Get yeah. I'm just gonna wow. say
1: that Justin Timberlake is in the movie and he's really really funny. He is. Sorry for ruining that cameo. I won't tell you who he is, but he's really, really funny. <laughs> he
0: is. Which makes sense since they're like besties yeah, in their I know. life.
1: But it was great. It was. It, it's worth watching. And, it and is. the reviews I are, are
0: solid it. on it. Yeah. yeah, it's good. Got yeah, good it's a reviews. Good solid comedy. Yeah. And that's what I'm using as what I watched this week as well, since I talked about it. That's pretty much all I It's pretty quick episode then. Yeah. Yeah. So Go see The Lobster. We want to know what you think of The Lobster. Let us know. And in honor of The Lobster, be sure to listen to our top five podcasts this week because we're counting down our top five favorite WTF (laughs) movies in honor of The Lobster. Thank you for listening to Pulp Fliction.